educating our community about the impacts of gambling harm. Live from Our Lady of Mercy College, Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. Welcome everyone. Live from Our Lady of Mercy College in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. My name is Ruby and my co-hosts today are Eva, Carla, Maddie, Jazz and Sammy. Our special guest today is Jane, a therapeutic counsellor here to talk about gambling harm. Um, so Jane, what made you want to get into helping people with gambling harm? Hi, um, that's a great question. Uh, I really didn't know much about gambling before I started working as a counsellor. Um, but it was an area that I always wanted, you know, I enjoyed helping people and I enjoyed being a part of people's work when they were wanting to make changes in their life and, you know, coming into the gambling field, it was a new area and there was just so much to learn and, you know, it's something that's really a part of our everyday life. So it was really, um, something that I was drawn to because I knew that there was a lot of, you know, harm going alongside something that's considered that's, you know, so normal in, in our society as well. Yeah. So what is a role, what is your role as a counsellor and what does a session look like with you? So as a counsellor, um, I work within a therapeutic framework. So the theory that I like to use is acceptance and commitment therapy. So other counsellors will use other frameworks, but um, generally we all work from a strengths-based, um, person-centred framework. So we're always working with the person who comes in front of us. So we're always wanting to develop a really good relationship with them. The first session, um, often people can feel a bit nervous when they're coming in because it's the first time they might have seen a counsellor before. They might not be really clear about, you know, what it is to expect. Um, some people, you know, they'll, they'll be feeling you know, sense of stigma, shame, you know, they, they actually need some help. So that can be um, quite confronting for them. So the first session is really around, you know, helping them to feel more comfortable with the process, explaining what counselling is. You know, I'm not going to tell you what to do. We're going to work together on what your concern is and then talk about, you know, things that might be helpful for you. So we'll focus on, you know, what their particular issue might be. So they might have a particular type of gambling that they're concerned about or it might be um, a parent of a, an adult child or um, a friend who might be having experiences of family member with gambling harm. Um, we talk about confidentiality of sessions. So in sessions, you know, what we talk about is between the counsellor and the client. Um, the only time we need to break that is if we've got concerns about someone's, you know, well-being. And then we start taking a bit of a history of what, what someone's life looks like for them help to think about what it is that they'd like their life to look like um, and then think about what some of the activities might be that we help them to get where they're going. So um, that might be helping them learn some skills around um, emotional regulation or managing urges, things like that. So it can all look very different for, for different sessions. Um, what are some things that you suggest to people who come in and seek help or just like strategies for them to do once they leave? So, yeah, there's lots of different things we can do. Um, the thing I found is what works for one person might not necessarily work for another person. So, um, we, you know, so just like an example would be, you know, sometimes we talk about 
doing mindfulness every day. So people need to remember how to do that. So some people might find putting a reminder in their phone helpful. Other people might not find that helpful at all. At all. So it's about working out with them, you know, what's going to be helpful for them. So mindfulness is one, one thing um, and that's really about really being present and in the moment. So often, and you might notice this, when you start to worry, you get really caught up in your own head and you get caught up in your own thoughts and then you think those thoughts are real and really, you know, it's about getting back into the present and getting back into your body and being able to make choices about how you choose to respond to things. We also talk about urge surfing, which is a strategy to kind of sit with that craving that you have. Um, I don't know if you've ever had like a craving for chocolate or, mm. you know, you're binge watching some TV and you think I've got to watch the next episode. Yeah. Um, so it's about learning to kind of sit with that uncomfortable feeling. So there's a lot of times when people um, are experiencing gambling harm and they've got that urge to gamble. It's about learning to sit with that difficult feeling because often we're used to like we just kind of we don't like this feeling so we try and push it away. This is around, you know, let's open up and kind of really feel what that feels like and be more accepting of that feeling. Yeah. Um, what are the challenges when helping someone with gambling harm? Yeah, so the challenges, well, there's gambling ads. That's that's a, um, a hard thing for a lot of people. Um each time around November, you know, with racing carnival season, that can be really hard when people are trying to, you know, actively stop their gambling. Um, some of the other challenges can be um, simply recognising that people need help. That can be a really big factor for people just taking that step to make that phone call. So sometimes people might make the phone call, make their first appointment and then not turn up because they think, oh, no, this is something I should be able to deal with. I should be able to, you know, just stop gambling. Um, but if it was that simple, then, you know, I wouldn't have a job and we wouldn't have all these people that, that work mm. in the field because it is really, you know, challenging to, to break a habit. It's a, you know, it's, it takes time and it takes that um, working out with your counsellor what sort of the best strategies and ideas that you can come up with that's going to fit for you. Um, do you see patterns with gambling harm in things like age, area and socioeconomic group? Um, yeah, I guess observing from the clients that I see, um, we would see sort of an older cohort perhaps more with um, the poker machines in venues. Um, during lockdown, of course, you know, that, that all shut down. So we did see a lot of um, people experiencing gambling harm moving on to online systems. Um, in the younger cohort, sort of younger people, a lot more online gambling, um, online casino games, things yeah. like that. Um, but, you know, even if you just go out and walk around the local area here, there's lots of venues just in the local area. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it sort of it's hard to pick as one particular age group or one particular type of gambling as it really kind of yeah. varies quite significantly. What is the most recurring issue you see in gambling harm? Um, I would say that that sense of self-compassion and self-care. I think a lot of people find it really hard to be kind to themselves when they're experiencing gambling harm and when they're recovering from gambling harm. So helping clients to develop that sense of self-compassion for themselves because they're doing something really tough 
um, and really brave and kind of holding that hope for them as well that things can change and that they can make changes that are better for themselves and their families and friends as well. Um, what's the most common way people get into gambling harm? Um, it can come from a variety of ways. So I guess it depends on age, situation, stage. But so, for example, with older um, people, it can be loneliness. So they might lose their, their lifelong partner um, and that loneliness can kind of lead them to a space where they've got, you know, not much to do. So they go to a venue and then that gives them a sense of purpose and that's um, it can kind of go from there. It can be going from gaming, um, online gaming, into an on online gambling platform. Uh, young people can be that peer um, pressure around all gambling together. You know, you've probably seen ads on TV about all get together with your mates and have a bet and, you know, that can kind of lead to, you know, some people having um, issues with gambling harm as well. Can people's past and present experiences lead to gambling? Yeah, I've read quite a bit about sort of gambling harm and, and, and addictions and certainly people's past experiences. You know, we know that um, people have experienced trauma or adversities in growing up. Um, if they haven't seen adults uh, model emotional regulation, then they might, might not be able to model themselves, you know, know how to be able to respond to different situations. So, yeah, people can um, use gambling as a self-soothing strategy. So if I'm lonely or I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling frustrated or, um, you know, something's really hurt me in my life, sometimes people will choose gambling um, as a way that will initially take that pain away. Um, but in the long term, you know, it's going to cause them more pain than, than what that initially does. So part of the counselling process is to help people find other alternatives to gambling that will provide that same sense of self-soothing and also looking at, you know, how they can do that themselves, uh, emotionally regulate themselves. So that's some of the strategies and skills that we teach in session two. Um, what are the most talked about scenarios when people come to talk to you? Like what's their biggest concern that they have? Um, I think from the sessions that I've had, probably chasing losses is a really common theme. So somebody might have, um, uh, you know, like they'll, they'll go and spend some money, they'll gamble some money at a venue or on a tab or something like that and then they've lost that money and then they think, oh, I've got to get that back. And that can particularly happen if people um, are using money that they don't have that's, you know, some people have, will have some money that they allocate to gamble and that's it, that's all they gamble. For people experiencing gambling harm, then often they'll, tap into their rent money or their, you know, going out money or, you know, they'll gamble everything they've got until there's nothing left and then yep. it's that sense of I've got to I've got to get that money back so then they might go and borrow money from friends or borrow money from somewhere else or, you know, pawn items to get more money yep. um, and then that can kind of build that circle and then that, that sort of loss just gets bigger and bigger. Yep. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to Our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM, live from Our Lady of Mercy College, Heidelberg in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Ruby and my co-hosts today are Eva, Carla, Maddie, Jazz and Sammy. Our special guest today is Jane, here to talk about gambling harm. Um, what are some of the suggestions to people to avoid getting into gambling harm before it happens? 
Um, I'd like to say just stop, but, uh, you know, clearly that's not going to work. Um, so I think it's about being mindful that it is something that can become addictive. So, you know, as we know, you know, some people, um, you know, can gamble and, and they don't experience harm and for other people um, it does become uh, harmful for them. So it's around, you know, being in tune with what's happening for you. So, you know, if you're gambling with friends, uh, you know, have you got a set amount? Are you spending, you know, an okay amount of time doing this? So it's about being really aware of, you know, what it is you're allocating towards gambling in your life and whether that's something that is something that is beyond what you'd be happy with. So is it starting to affect your daily life? You know, are you starting to wake up in the morning and be checking odds first thing in the morning or, um, you know, are you spending more time in a venue than, you know, you'd actually plan to? You know, are you spending more money than you plan to? Are you stopping going out with friends? Are you you know, because you haven't got any money or are you tending to, um, you know, find that your mind is so filled with um, thinking about gambling that you're losing the ability to enjoy other things in your life and, you know, find joy where you used to. You know, we find that with um, people who are experiencing gambling harm because gambling takes up so much of their time and even just thinking about gambling takes up so much of their time, all the other joys that they have in life tend to fall to the side. So it's about helping people find that joy in the other parts of their life as well. Is there anyone that you've helped that like really stuck with you, like really scared you, like you don't want to gamble at all? <laughs> um, I it's an interesting question. Um, I've heard there's there's lots of stories. There's lots of stories, and everyone comes with something unique. Um, it's something that I was kind of not really into before I worked in this in this field. I think I'm probably a little bit scared of poker machines now because I know they're very addictive. Um, but uh, in terms of stories, I think it's the people who, when they first come in, they feel like this is just such an enormous task. It's such a big thing to get through this gambling harm and seeing them come out the other side and... and um, just feel that weight lifted from them that this, you know, isn't something that's got control of them, that they've really got control over it. That's a really wonderful, wonderful thing to see people move through that. Um, what is the process of helping someone with gambling harm? Um, so they can ring the 1800 number, our service. So they ring an intake number. There's a number of different ways people can access services. Um, but, yeah, they can generally come through it couple of different lines then they get allocated depending on where they live to a particular service um, and then it's the initial conversation so someone will set up an initial appointment um, just take a few details and then they'll be allocated to a counsellor and then the counsellor will have that first session with the client where they um, last about 90 minutes get get some more details about what you know what the main issue is that someone's coming in for um, and then sort of work out how they're going to work together. So what sort of skills, strategies might be helpful, whether someone wants to quit gambling completely or whether they just um, are thinking about cutting down. You know, it's all about working out um, where they're at and where they want to where they want to go to. Okay. How many people are on the team? Uh, we've got around four or five counsellors on our team um, working different different times. So... Um, yeah, there's a, there's a few of us and we're based kind of all over this northwestern part of Melbourne. So um, people can see counsellors in Heidelberg, out in Melton, 
Greensboro. We also offer a lot of online counselling sessions as well. You know, that came through in COVID um, and we can do telehealth sessions with clients as well. So, um, yeah, we love getting new referrals. We like getting to be able to help people. Um, when you when your clients do come to see you and you do give them those strategies, in like a couple of weeks, weeks time or a month's time, do you see a change in their perspective and like in their personalities as well? Um, yeah, everyone's so individual. So it depends. Like some people um, will come to the initial session and you can talk about some skills and strategies, like you might provide some information around meditation or provide some psychoeducation. You know, sometimes people really um, find it helpful just to find out about, you know, the sort of psychology of addiction and what parts of your brain are, are being affected and that sort of thing. So sometimes people are happy with that and might not come back for a little while. Um, other times it's around kind of sitting with someone and working out what, what are the steps that we need to go through. So people will have all sorts of things happening in their lives. So some people, you know, will have this commitment to come to counselling in the moment and then a whole bunch of other things might happen. So that might not take priority for a little while, um, but then they'll come back again. Yeah. Um, so we kind of, we meet people where they're at and we um, provide them with the support that's going to best meet their needs. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, for, for anybody, it can be sort of a, you know, it's, it's not all in one line, you know, people can experience, you know, what we call lapses. Um, and that's where we go back over that with the person and say, well, you know, what, what went, you know, what was, what can we do differently? Like, yeah. let's have a look at what happened there. What might've got in the way of you not being able to practice some of these strategies that have helped before? How can we problem shoot and see that, um, you know, this will work a bit better for you next time. Yeah. Um, who are some contacts or organisations that listeners can reach out to if they or someone they know is struggling with gambling harm? Great. So the best number to contact is the 1800 858 858. That's the statewide gamblers helpline. Um, they can provide um, information. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, and then they can pass on referral details to organisations like us. So there's different organisations across the state that provide yeah. the service. Um, and then, yeah, people can be directed to get the help that they are looking for. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you to our guest, Jane. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today, live from Our Lady of Mercy College Heidelberg in Melbourne, Australia. You have been listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. My name is Ruby and my co-hosts today were Eva, Carla, Maddie, Jazz and Sammy. Thank you for joining us today and we hope you found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day. Educating our community about the impacts of gambling harm live from Our Lady of Mercy College, Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM.